This is the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. In today's episode, Adam and Slava discuss the important topic of trust. Welcome to the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. It's good to be here, Adam. Uh, It's your time today. What would you like to talk about? Hey, Slava, today I'd like to dive deeper into an area we have consistently mentioned on this podcast, and this is around the importance of trust and how to cultivate and recognize it. And I think it's a timely time to do it because we're right in the thick of the the calendar year, right in the thick of uh, most teams' um, you know engineering journey through the year. Budgets are defined. You're working on projects, and you know you're really now at, in the in the trenches with your with your folks and your team, um, and working towards a goal of the end of the year, ultimately of getting something done or getting a lot of things done. And so it's a really good time to dive into to trust. I certainly agree on the importance of trust. We talk about it often and its positive impact in so many areas. Can we start by defining uh, why trust is so important? Sure, that's a great place to start. At its core, trust is about sincerity and building cohesion amongst your team and within the ranks and its impact permeates everything we do, whether we realize it or not. And in effect, trust exists at multiple layers. It's a bottom-up and top-down effect. There's organizational-level trust. There's team-level trust, which is basically, as an engineering manager, you with your direct reports and people that you your your sphere of influence. And then there's trust that happens at, in one-on-ones and one-on-one relationships between you as a manager and your directs you as a manager and your peers, you as a manager with even your your boss. Um, and that's ultimately the core of where trust gets built and solidified. Then trust enables individuals and teams to maximize their full potential and therefore enhance and yield high productivity. So what, trust is important, of course, to make you feel good, but the byproduct or the goal of that is that use trust to lean into getting the full potential out of your team. When the fear and the uncertainty uh, and the insecurity is dampened because you have a good uh, foundation of trust, uh, engineers on your team can you know, maximize their full potential and more, more importantly, focus on what they're hired to do and therefore, uh, in theory, have higher productivity. And then trust is built or reinforced through consistency over time. This is so critical. This is not, you know, a slide deck and or a or a all hands uh, exercise. This is something that is every day, all the time, over a long period of time. And more importantly, it's tested through critical circumstances and decision points. So everything's going great. You know, everyone feels good. People, um, you know, guards are already down. But when there's a critical decision point, when there's an issue, when there's a challenge organizationally, you know, if the company is not doing well or if there's other challenges within the business unit, uh, that's when trust really gets tested. Um, and it, they, they're not mutually exclusive in the sense that, you know, if something... Um, or they are exclusive in the sense that, you know, a company's performance or a team's performance can not be great, but that doesn't necessarily mean that trust has to erode. In fact, trust should be at its highest at that point. And last, once trust is broken, it's hard to get back. Um, it it's, takes a long time to gain, but it's very easy to lose. And it takes just one instance because in a lot of cases, 
it gives the people that are receiving on the receiving end of that trust relationship um, very little reason to trust the the next time when there is um, a potential circumstance where you you really need to lean into that trust relationship with whether it's your boss, team member, or peer. Um, and I think we've all been there in certain circumstances where you know you you think you have trust with someone, you've you've have some some um, history there where um, indicators that you trust each other, and then you get into a a forum where that person or group might be there and then suddenly you realize you can't trust them and the things that you've agreed to upon. Um, so that that's always a very difficult thing. And once that happens, it's it's really hard to get that back because then you're always on, on guard. That was great. I can definitely relate to that definition and hopefully it resonates with our listeners out there. Uh, bottom line, you truly can't get things done without trust. And uh, if you don't have trust, you're only doing things because of the chain of command and out of fear that uh, if you don't if you don't do what you ask to do, then you'll not maintain your job. Yeah, that's a very important point as well. When there's no uniform trust across the organization, people will default to doing tasks just because they have to uh, or to just keep their job and not disrupt the apple cart and ultimately not innovate. And to add to that, oftentimes managers don't even realize they're acting out of distrust. For example, they may micromanage or they override decisions because they or that individual is not confident in the results or they're not confident in what the team can do um, or they're not confident as a manager. And so that turns that really affects the uh, trust relationship. But the core of that is those individuals probably don't have a strong trust chain in their man in their management chain, um, so it ends up trickling down the organization as well. And as we lean into this, uh, getting back to trust at multiple layers. So first, organizational. You know whether your organization is thirty people or three thousand people, um, trust is the dimensions of trust at that level are not about you necessarily having a one-on-one close relations trust relationship with the CEO or the or the C-suite. Um, at that level, it's it's a broad broadcast of messages that come from the top down that indicate uh, whether you can trust uh, your organizational leaders. Uh, every employee looks for key signs from the organizational leadership that they are acting exactly as they say publicly um, or e- either publicly externally or publicly in, in the in the, you know, across the entire organization. Um, you know, sometimes you'll have a message to, you know, you'll have emails sent out or communications um, that, you know, make it seem like the organization is very uh, supportive of certain things or trying to engage employees. Uh, but then when you see things that happen in smaller forums, uh, that doesn't reinforce that. You, of course, uh, question that and, and that affects trust. And so at the organization level, there has to be a consistent commitment to employees and the core business. And that's where that trust relationship comes from, making sure that, okay, we're, you know, the, the leaders of this company are uh, bought into what we're doing and for this reason and uh, what I'm doing is contributing to that whole and I can trust that there is that constant you know interface and exchange between uh, what I'm doing and the core business and how the company is communicating back. 
The second thing, is, second layer is team. So as an engineering manager, um, you have, this is where you have control um, and you can set the tone for the team day in and day out, um, regardless of what's happening at other layers. Um, you can reinforce that through a daily message to your team and, and really reinforce it around trusting them. Um, it can be explicit, it's saying like, look, we're a culture of trust here. Um, you know, you can, as a, as a manager, direct, you can come to me anytime you have any questions. Um, you can, we can talk openly, um, you know, professionally uh, about what's going on and really, incur and you won't be penalized for it. And, and that gets tested also when a direct is maybe going through a challenging time on, on the work they're doing. And then you have an opportunity as a manager just to, to show that you're, they're not going to get penalized for it. And then you, you will do provide some cover for that um, as well. But that but also that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's not organic as well. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't give that employee feedback. It doesn't mean that you can't be honest. But it also it does mean that that it's a great opportunity for that uh, employee or group of employees to say, OK, I know know that I can fail. I know that I can not always do things right and and still uh, have a, a, a reinforced trust relationship with my manager because what they've what my manager has always said to me is still is still true through those circumstances. The third layer is in one-on-ones and and to me this is the most fundamental, foundational and important area to build trust in. A manager can set the most intimate level of trust through consistent one-on-ones, as we've talked about a lot, listening to the direct and following up with items of note um, and taking a long time to really build that level of trust. Um, it's not going to happen in one one-on-one. -on -one. It's going to come over time. I mean, I, I can't tell you, like personally for me, one of the things that's resonated the most is when my manager has remembered things that I brought up in one-on-ones um, from weeks or months ago, things that were important to me and that they follow through with that or they recognize, you know, a pattern. And so they're listening, but they're also making it a part of the relationship between us and allowing me to share how I feel and, and really believe um, what I say is legitimate. And, and that that goes a long way. Uh, but that takes time because as we've talked about before, you know, one-on-ones really don't materialize to their full potential over until till uh, several months in, or it can be even a year or so, um, as long as they're being consistent, uh, consistently held. Uh, but that it takes that long to really, you know, work through understanding and each other's personalities and can I really trust them? It sounds like I can, and are they following through? And the other thing is time also gives you more data points, right? Where outside of your one-on-one -on -one is your manager and your both directions. And so as a manager is your direct being consistent with what you've talked about. And as a direct is your manager also consistent um, and not, you know, one way in your one-on-one, -on -one, but in another way in, in a broader team setting. Um, and then the last thing we want to say here is this concept of unintentional mistrust. So I, there are certainly plenty of uh, people that I've worked with, and I'm, I could be also guilty of this as well, and, and I think we all are to some degree. You know, we, we all try, we, you know, very few of us, I think, want to maliciously not have trust. Uh, we all try to believe in it. We want trust. We want people to trust us. We want to trust other people. Um, but when there is a kink in the, tr the chain, of trust, you know, and that's organizational all the way down. Um, it sometimes causes an individual to act differently in one setting versus another. And we've talked about this before where 
translation has to happen. As a manager, how I talk and communicate to my team might be different from how I communicate upward or how information flows to me is something I have to translate to my team. And that's a great place to reinforce trust. So if if I don't have a good relationship with trust relationship with my boss or up the chain, there's not a good relationship. If something flows down to me that indicates, hey, they don't trust what we're doing or you know their message is inconsistent, I have to to choose how I translate that to my team so that I don't just propagate that down to my team, recognizing that there'll be a loss of trust. And I've done that. And sometimes I've actually gone a little bit rogue with um, how I message that to my team and say, hey, guys, listen, um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this. Uh, this is how information has flowed down to us, what we've been asked to do. Um, this is how I interpret it uh, because as a team, you all know that uh, these are the things that are important to us and that we need to do. And so let's come up together with a way to make make this happen. And that that has always resonated well with the team. And I've even had people say, well, I really appreciate you're always you know honest with us. You've always you know been consistent with trusting us that we can get something done even when you may be on the hook uh, to present it in a different way. So uh, this concept of unintentional trust uh, – uh, unintentional mistrust rather um, happens and uh, that should not e erode um, you know the work that you've done as an engineering manager to help build trust on your team so uh, Slava what do you think about those items and the different layers so Adam I think uh, this is really a fundamental and uh, you mentioned uh, multiple levels three of them organizational team level and one-on-one uh, -on -one level and uh, there's also a dimension to trust of uh, how how trust is born and uh there are, i would see there are two two things which are happening one is uh how managers trust the teams and how teams uh trust the managers and uh, it's managers job to make it happen for both uh and but at the same time managers have their own bosses right and that's that's where uh it also works if you think uh, we can think of managing up how do we make sure that our bosses trust us? And uh, when it comes to managing up or being trusted by your chain of command, it is very simple. Uh, deliver on your obligations and uh, deliver on your promises and deliver on your, on your commitments. It means that once you commit it, you have to deliver. Right? It, mean, it, it means that you also be careful with your commitments because if, if you're uncertain or unsure, then it, there needs to be more work to be done. Uh, with dates, with risks, and all the good stuff. But uh, you have to pretty much kill yourself uh, delivering on what you have committed. And uh, that's, that's, that's pretty easy. Uh, when it comes to managers and their relationships with their direct reports, it is a bit uh, more involved in the sense that uh, because it's uh, people's stuff and it's soft stuff, but fundamentally, we, be, we as managers uh, build trust with our teams by uh, offering help, uh, by uh, receiving requests for help, and by delivering on those requests. So it means that if you mean that, hey, I will take care of you as a member of the team or I'll take care of the team, and you, you made that promise, you made that commitment, you have to deliver. And this must happen not only once or twice it, ha it must happen multiple times how many times it really depends um, if you if you as a team or, or 
if you as a manager land a, a large-scale project uh, with multiple moving parts and it's a huge success you can claim and ask for trust but you cannot ask for trust just because you you feel that you're a great person and you can be trusted uh, so it also goes to the uh, another point which I would like to make is uh, uh, trust which is requested to be given without the trust uh, to be experienced and usually it sounds like this uh, you have to trust me uh, trust me is gonna work or trust me we do it this way or uh, trust me we are not like this and th these are usually not uh, red flags but it just means that you as a manager need to be careful because you do not have a practical experience of someone committing to work with you to help you to deliver for you and uh, never seeing them doing that so uh, i would say uh, take it with a pinch of salt and generally assume that uh, it's not that they cannot be trusted but uh, you have to do your work manage your dependencies make sure that everything is solid regardless of what someone is saying to you because uh, uh, saying is one thing and uh, doing is another uh, that is a, a, a sort of a, a thought on uh, uh, how how to earn trust that thought on that trust is earned and not given what do you think yeah I, I like that perspective of a lot because um you made me just think of something here, um, trying to see if I can best articulate it. Um, you're absolutely right. Trust is earned and it's not something you can mandate. But I also thinking about, you know, we the higher you go in an organization, the more that the more um, uh, impact any decision is. And so it's natural for higher level execs in, in, in a company to not trust or, or expect more data, more consistency before they can make a decision on something. And sometimes that may come out to others as, oh, wait, he doesn't trust us, you know, or she doesn't trust us, or uh, why are they not, you know, just taking our input? And it, it is because they're, you know, if I'm a EVP or if I'm a CTO or if I'm, uh, you know, some other C-suite person, um, I'm effectively very accountable and visibly accountable for anything I sign up for, right? And and we all know that. Um, and I think that's, you know, sometimes you hear from those types of people in larger group settings, like, like you said, trust us, this is how we do it here. And that's because I think a lot of times they intend to want it to be that way, but then they uh, come back and when they have to make a decision on things, they don't uh, they don't react. They don't react in the same vein, and so that sends a message that wait a minute, you don't trust us. You just told us trust is important, and you want us to be a part, build that fabric within the organization. But uh, you know, it, it doesn't come out at that way in practice. And I and I think that's a that's I, I think that happens a lot. Um, what what is your experience in that? Yeah, it's a good question. I think uh, you have picked up on an interesting uh, subtle. A distinction between expectations of the job and the actual trust uh, because to me uh, when we as managers get hired to do their jobs 
there is an implicit expectation that we will, or rather explicit ex expectation if you'd like, that we will deliver on our job, right? And uh, and this is normal, uh, and uh, otherwise uh, organizations would not be able to exist because then everyone you, you hire, you have to you know, watch under the microscope until they, they proven themselves, right? So in a, in a sense, I I'm tempted to call it implicit trust, but I would rather uh, still call it expectations. And what happens is that expectations turn into trust when things get done uh, when things get done get done on quality when things uh, uh, get done on time when teams are taken care of and uh, things are working this is when the trust is born until the trust is born uh, this is an expectation that's that's how i i see it hmm. does it make sense and actually if we take that to, makes total sense. And if we take it one step further and say, okay, getting things done means that as a team, you have to have trust in each other, right? So to maximize the potential of each individual and the team so that you can do things well. And I think that's where this intersection is. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. What else? So I think that the only other thing to cover with, with trust is just... You know, I think there's a, um, a practical angle to it. Um, you know, uh, I, I've had um, I've had bosses in the past that have, you know, just basically said, you know, just just don't be, you know, just don't be an a-hole or something like that. Or just don't 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 be a difficult person for a any particular reason, um, you know, and, and I think if you follow that principle, especially as a manager, you um, you know, day in, day out, I think a lot, uh, a, a, at least a good portion of trust will, will start to happen. Um, you know, I try to treat my individuals that, that report to me as, as, you know, of course, humans, everyone has challenges, everyone has things going on. Um, sometimes you're not going to get everybody, at, you know, at the highest bar that you want to expect. But if you have to recognize there are people and that they're trying, if, if they're working hard, if they're committed to it, uh, and if there's people that you can trust, you know, you want to give them a little bit of leeway, especially when you know they might uh, not be performing optimally, um, or if they need something, you know, that's another, I think, practical way to uh, send some messages to your to your your team and individuals that that you work with on a day and out basis that you're you're a decent person as well and and decent people often translate to people you can trust. Interesting, yeah, I agree. So one thing actually, I want I wanted to mention, and uh, you and I we talked about it uh, before the beginning of the show, is uh, a couple of things. Uh, one of one of them you already touched on. Uh, the first thing is how critical trust for uh, well-functioning organizations and effective organizations. Uh, th these are the ones that get stuff done while retaining the team. And uh, when the trust exists, uh, it was practically uh, both managers and the teams proven to each other that they, they can be trusted. This creates this uh, environment of trust where managers who trust their teams do not have to hover over each action of the team. And it means that the teams that they manage and lead can do the things 
the, the way they want to. It means that they have agency and freedom to create and to advance the deliverables of the job forward without manager continuously telling them how to do and what to do. And this essentially enables the, the creative power of all the engineering organizations, which is impossible without trust. Without trust, all you have is top down, do as I say, uh, and I'll watch every step of your way, right? And it also, so it is, it's a huge, huge benefit to teams and to um, uh, our direct reports, but it's also a gigantic benefit to ourselves because our jobs become much easier and we get a lot more time to ourselves to think, to strategize, to uh, work on teams development, to people's development, to careers development, uh, and uh, make things better uh, continuous in, and drive continuous improvements for the team and for the company and for the customers. Right? Why? Because we know that because we trust the team and once uh, the direction was set, obje objectives were set, we are confident that they'll get stuff done. And all we have to do just per our uh, previous podcasts, uh, run your staff meetings, check in, ask, do you need any help? Do you see any burning fires? And if you hear that, hey, everything's on track, everything is good, it is good. That's all you have to know. It is, it is that it becomes that easy and that simple. And without trust, none of it is, if, none of it is possible. So th this is an, an, a very important point. And the, the last thing which I had on my mind when you and I talked is uh, how easy it is to, how, how, how hard is it is to gain trust and how easy it is to lose it. Because once the trust was broken, if it, it, if it was gained, and then if it was broken, maybe promises were broken, maybe particular management behaviors, some, uh, for example, violation of uh, basic, princip basic principles of uh, effective engineering management and the servant manager philosophy, such as uh, uh, not, not taking care of the member of the team uh, giving them promises and not 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 sticking up to them, uh, creating unsafe uh, emotional intelligence, uh, emotional uh, emotional environment where uh, someone who opens to you and uh, being vulnerable to you about themselves, about the job, about the people, about the projects, and uh, and if uh, a manager like that uh, uses it against uh, their direct reports. This is it. It will never. Uh, it is impossible to recover, because because it sexually hurts uh, on on the emotional and sometimes even the physical level, right? So it is critical to uh, be extremely careful uh, with uh, uh, maintaining the trust and uh, not allowing any sort of situations or managerial behaviors that may lead to uh, stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that ties it up very well. And uh, I think it just reinforces how trust permeates through everything we do. So, uh, Adam, uh, to summarize, uh, can you provide us a checklist that our listeners can use to immediately start uh, using uh, towards building and cultivating trust in their teams? 
Sure thing. So here's the list. Uh, first, trust is everywhere. Our trust is omnipresent with everything we do. So number one, make the importance and need for trust visible. Uh, it Don't assume that everybody understands that trust is there. Be upfront about it. Make it part of your culture. Make it part of the things that you stress. Uh, and as a manager, make sure you're checking yourself every day to find ways in those critical moments to uh, show that you can trust the team. Number two, reinforce trust through weekly, uh, reinforce, reinforce trust weekly through one-on-ones, conversations, and opportunities. That is the trenches. That is where this this gets solidified. That's where you get to learn each other. Um, and anytime there's an opportunity for you as a manager or even just as an individual to show that you. Uh, you have a trust relationship with that other person. When you know that other person might be looking for you to trust them because of a decision or because of something where they're potentially on the line, uh, it's a great opportunity to reinforce that. Number three, when choosing how to communicate with your team, always choose honesty and genuity. Um, like I said, you know, sometimes as a manager, things are going to flow down to you that you're going to be like, this is going to derail my team or this is going to erode the trust. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to be honest, to be uh, upfront and treat your in, treat your team as humans. It doesn't necessarily mean you go rogue and, and go, go rail against the company, but you can say, look, this has been asked of us. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know there's some things here that are inconsistent with what we've talked about before or whatever. Let's have a discussion as a team. It's an opportunity for you to share that with your team and also to build that culture within your team that you can trust each other and that people's concerns or opinions won't necessarily affect uh, their job. So uh, being genuine is always, always apparent as much as you can. This is good stuff. Uh, thank you, Adam. Sure thing. Great discussion, Slava. If our listeners out there, if you enjoy this podcast, we would appreciate a review wherever you're receiving this podcast. Uh, you can also reach out to us on the web at www.effectivem.com or email us at contact at effectivem.com. We would really love to hear from more folks and uh, keep this discussion going. Until then, thank you very much. Till next time.